0: and welcome to the waiting room a pod a podcast that science on the ever-growing medicaid weightless and unmet needs of people with intellectual and other developmental disabilities in north carolina join us as we focus on this issue educate Inform and build a community along the way. I am the award-winning motivational speaker and activist. And I am your host, Kenneth Kelty, of, of exceeding of exceeding expectations with Kenneth Kelty. I am actually a person who was on the wait list for 13 years. So I have experience of knowing what it's like to to have to wait, to have to wait for services. I will be sharing with you today my life story starting from a young age when I wanted to push my limits. professional speaker and writer. I look forward to more professional speakings and writing books about my life and exceeding expectations from a young age. You can follow my pages both on Facebook and Instagram, Kenneth Kilty, public speaker and author and exceeding expectations with Kenneth Kelty. It was at both the it was at Western Carolina University where I discovered my interests for public speaking and advocacy work. and at UNC Sapple Hill, I have also been able to gain more of my advocacy and speaking skills. As a a policy advocate, I am very excited to get to introduce you to the world of the registry of unmet needs and policy making. And for almost a year now, I I have been at the Carolina Institute for for Developmental Disabilities, where I've gone to work on some very exciting Topics surrounding policy around the inclusive around the inclusive post-secondary educational opportunity mo- movement. I am a big believer of of self determination and so and sorry telling because it's important to have a, a diverse audience, hearing other people with disabilities perspectives, and as a disability professional, I'm very glad that I've gone to trailblaze the inclusive hire as a case and movement, and supported supported decision-making, because oftentimes people with disabilities do not get to stare they're sorry and a bit, and I do live by the words of Liz Weintraub nothing about us without us, because it's not, because it doesn't have as much meaning if it's not being told by a person with disabilities. Now, the producer of this series, Kenzie, will come on to ask me some questions.
1: Yes. Hi, Kenneth. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to have you here.
1: (laughs) Uh I love what you were saying in your intro a second ago about your story. And I wanted to ask you, um, you said nothing about us without us. Can you tell me what that means for you? That's such a powerful statement.
0: Yes, thank you. Yes, I don't mind. Yes. Oftentimes, pe- oftentimes, people with disabilities are left out of the conversation, and neurotypical people are the ones making the big decisions about how people with disabilities should live, work, and spend their time. Well, if you do- well if you're not going to include people with disabilities in the decision making it's really not civil to yeah because to leave them out of the discussion because sus, because just like how other civil rights issues have gone people yeah disability rights are human rights why we need that that's why we need to hear from people with disabilities
1: yeah I love that I um, love that. Could you also go into a little bit more about um, what what would you like people to know who are on the Medicaid waiting list or who are thinking about joining the Medicaid waiting list? I know you have an extensive story on that. Um, What would you like people to know about that?
0: I'd like for people to know that people who want to have waiver services are people who want to live in the community no one with disabilities whether they whether theys have a physical disability or not should be forced to have to go into a nursing home or a congregated placement such to get services having direct support professionals which is part of what the innovations waiver covers gives people like myself an opportunity to live and work in the community of our Susan. It helps it helps families also to know that their loved ones, once they're no longer there, have have services to be able to live in the to be able to live in The community and the people who are providing the services providers, they they also are able to give people the services that they need in order to provide supported employment and support and supported living options.
1: Yeah. I can tell you're really passionate about this, and I love hearing that. I think you're such an incredible speaker. Can you tell me what made you want to go into public speaking and advocacy in the first place?
0: Yes, I don't don't mind, Sarah, and I, yes. One, I was at the Western Carolina University Participants Program at conferences and in the classrooms. I was asked to share my story as I got to talk about setting goals from a young age and about why I love going to college. I realized my passion for advocacy work. And I knew afterwards I wanted to continue on even after I graduated. And that is how I got involved with the Alliance of Disability Advocates and UNC, where I was able to gain more professional speaking opportunities. And I was also able to learn more about policy and and advocacy work, because it's important to hear the voices of people with lived experience. Mm
1: Yeah, you actually you believe in that message so much. You have another podcast you do called Exceeding Expectations, correct? Can you tell me gotcha. what you said about that one?
0: Yes, yes. Last October, my friend and mentor Anna and I decided. Yeah, person I talked and I decided to start my own podcast, Exceeding Expectations, with Kenneth Kelty. And I decided to start this podcast series because there's not a lot of stories out there about people with an intellectual and developmental disabilities who are getting the gold of or who are exceeding expectations. And like my friend, Liz Weintraub, the host of Tuesdays with Liz, Mm-hmm. I want to so where I can talk about policy and advocacy work, either uh, both on a local and national level, because I am a big believer of being the saints I want to see in the world by, by Gandhi and, and, and as an alumni of an inclusive post-secondary ed program, I want I want there to be more stories about people, about people about people going to call and and having meaningful experiences.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love your attention to story. I think that that's really powerful. And the stories that you're even telling us today about your own stories are so powerful. And I'm so excited that you've you've joined us on this podcast from Exceeding Expectations to the Waiting Room. And I'm curious you had such a strong vision and have such a strong vision for Exceeding Expectations your own podcast. Can you tell me what you hope is the outcome of this podcast, The Waiting Room?
0: Yeah. Yes. I hope that I hope that people will will realize how important waiver services are to people in the disability community, to be able to live in the community of their Susan and to be and also to be able to get to get direct support professionals to help them in the work world. No one should have to go into a nurse. No one should be forced to have to go into a congregated setting, and and so be forced to have to to have to live below their expectations. People are mem- People with disabilities are members of the wor- of the working community, and unfortunately, because the pandemic, there has been such of. of direct direct support professionals, and there does need to be more funding by Medicaid and Medicare for providers to be able to provide the services to people with disabilities. And I do hope that people will realize that they want to give as much help as they can in the service industry. And, and remember, congressional leaders, we, we need the money to provide long term services, because it also helps with, yeah, with employment outcomes and living a meaningful life.
1: Yeah. I know that waiting on the Medicaid list can feel very daunting and it really can feel like a waiting room. What is some hope? that you have seen in your community recently in terms of the waiting list?
0: Well, right now there is the Medicaid expansion in the state of North, in the state of North Carolina, where they have been able to open up some more slots, which is very exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because for me, I was on the wait list for 13 13- years after moving to the state of North Carolina in 2006.
1: Wow, that's crazy. So after 13 years, you were able to get taken off the wait list and then.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got the services after 13 years. Yeah?
1: Wow. So since you were on this wait list for 13 years, which is crazy. What is some advice you would give to some people who are still waiting?
0: Yes, I would say to people that are still waiting, be persistent in contacting your local Yavas yeah, Managed Care entity entity, and ask where is where is your name on the wait list. And remember, remember they are very busy, so they wanna so they wanna be able to help as many families as possible. Mm-hmm. There are B3 services through yeah, through Medicaid mm-hmm. Medicare, where you can still get some help during the week. You can it's also as important to build good long-term relationships with providers and agencies. You can even, you can even, yeah, because you take advance of the services you have, and ask questions about the waiver services and how you can still get help. Being persistent can really help with making sure you get the services, even if it takes a long time.
1: Well, thank you so much, Kenneth. I'm so honored that I got to come on and ask you a couple of questions. I loved doing this deep dive with you, and thank you so much for letting me be a part of it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's been my pleasure to share my story with, with yeah with yeah with all of you. Yeah, cause thank thank you for listening to the to to the waiting room. Keep on exceeding expectations. Until next time, I am Kenneth Kelty,
1: host for The Waiting Room.